Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. If I've learned anything from getting older, it's that we're all middle managers of our emotions and our energies, our moods, our feelings, and our experiences. Think about it. We are constantly receiving input from the world around us, both our environment and those people, and our internal synapses in response to those stimuli. And naturally, because we all live diverse, nuanced, complicated lives, the synapses in response to those lives will also be nuanced and complex. And if you think about it from a job perspective, that can be really overwhelming. This is why I like to lead instead with curiosity. When we lead with curiosity, it takes off a lot of the pressure from being perfect and needing to be perfect, and it promotes a sense of exploration while we're finding the appropriate responses, which can lead to better, more thought out responses because we're present in the moment and responding as needed rather than trying to fortune tell and lean too much on anxiety, planning what could happen in the future, or on the other hand, hanging out in the past, worrying about our past impacts and experiences and decisions, which absolutely can be great for reflecting and moving forward. But I find it's really easy to get stuck there and become paralyzed by those past decisions for fear of making a new mistake. But if you think about it in the terms of exploration and curiosity, mistakes don't exist. It's all discovery, and it's all evidence towards a more fulfilling mission, which does not have an end, but instead focuses on the impact that our everyday decisions have on our ultimate well-being. And because everyone's managing job is going to be so specific and diverse based on their particular experiences, it leaves us in charge of 
perpetually discovering and adjusting to what works and what no longer does. And when I first came up with this analogy, I'm not going to lie, I was immediately like, I'm a terrible manager. This is why I'm not great at my life because I'm not great at managing my fucking feelings. I was never meant to be a manager. I'm meant to be a grunt worker or a creative, etc., etc. But then I realized I've had a lot of different types of managers in the past that have taught me things about how I should and should not manage. And by recognizing my own capabilities and limitations and knowing what I actually enjoy as a manager, I can slowly start to enjoy the process of managing my moods, emotions, energies, and so on. The second I could separate a traditional managing role from the thousands of different types of managing there really is in this world that can often feel really fulfilling and profitable and progressive for their quote unquote business. But the difference is the business is you. So if this analogy is working for you so far, it might also be helpful to consider what type of manager you are and what type of manager you think you could adopt more of a style from so that you can eventually bridge the gap between your personal business goals and where your personal business is now. But I personally think this analogy works so well for me because I never liked managing and I never liked having a manager, but I know that those duties are essential and the job is an important one. Unfortunately, being human means I have a limited number of resources that I can allot every day. Unfortunately for me, my resources are more limited than others in certain ways. So it helps when I recognize when my levels aren't great, whether that be my energy levels or my finance levels, so I can appropriately manage what I do have rather than feeling like I'm spinning my fucking wheels every day and not knowing how to get on top of it. If I take it more seriously, like a managing job, then it makes the functions of managing my assets and my resources so much clearer. Because at the fundamental level, managing is about planning, organizing, staffing, leading, controlling, and monitoring. And all of those things are difficult jobs when they are separate. But because you are the sole manager of your own resources, you get a major leg up because all of those tasks are connected. And this is where I think the analogy really holds for me. The fact of the matter is some of us will have a harder time managing than others. And that could be based on the actual tasks that we have to manage each day or based on the allocated resources that this manager has or the realistic fact that some of us were not cut out to be managers. But that doesn't mean you can't. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't. And that doesn't mean you should give up. It just means you'll have to find some creative workarounds for these problems or these combinations of problems, because a lot of the times they are intersectional and overlap each other. All that said, to bring it back to when I think about my most effective managers in the past, they were honest, clear about the intentions, communicative when they had a change in those intentions or plans, and they were typically flexible and adaptable because things change. My plans change. Our lives don't revolve around work. And sometimes that means the manager will get screwed. The system will get screwed. And sometimes that means you will get screwed and have to do more to help the manager. And if we're still thinking about the analogy between this and self-care, you might recognize that some days you're going to have to pick yourself up and do more work than you feel like is fair. And then other days, you're going to have to give up on that work completely 
and make accommodations because there's no time, no energy, no money, or what have you. But the only thing that makes that bearable and worth coming back to work for is when the manager still has a sense of joy and exploration and playfulness. I have worked with miserable managers in the past, and the anxiety I would feel before work, during work, after work, before work the next day, on the drive, was unbearable. Whereas I've had fun managers in shit show environments, right? Like the place should have been falling apart. But the managers were joyous and flexible and accommodating and kind and human beings about it all. They were compassionate. They understood that shit popped up. And those were shifts I actually looked forward to. Even though I knew some of the things that that system had implemented were set up to fail, I enjoyed the process because it was exploratory, community-based, and rooted in curiosity. So if I think about myself as a system that is not failing, but may need some coaxing in different areas, I can become more effective in how I treat that system. If I other myself and become a manager of the resources I have within that system. And I don't know if this was too convoluted. It's definitely a rant I've been thinking about a while. But every time I try to package up self help or self care, or I ingest somebody's self-help or self-care, there's that fatal flaw that not everything applies to everybody at every time. And I think that comes back to the reality that we are all just middle managers between our internal worlds and our external worlds, and we are all just figuring it out as we go. So be gentle on yourself in the process. Don't be too hard on the management procedures, but also keep in check with what skills and what assets and characteristics you think are beneficial in a manager, not only for efficiency, but for fun and joy and exploration. And at the end of the day, I'd rather not connect my internal world to the world of capitalism and work and productivity. But because I love a metaphor and the connection makes so much sense to me, being raised in a world of productivity and capitalism, it means I do have a deep connection with what being a manager should look like and what it shouldn't look like. And sometimes I'm a real asshole to myself. I'll keep myself working a late shift only to plan to work the next morning shift. And I would be pissed if a manager did that to me in real life. So on days where I forget to schedule in lunchtime, I consider how angry I would be if a real boss made me feel that way. And it helps me reframe my own relationship with the tasks I'm supposed to do because I do want to do a good job, and when I put a label on it, it helps me to remember that I have to do the basic essentials, like brush my teeth, and wash myself, and eat, and move my body, and get work done. But if I don't allocate enough time in the day for that, I can't expect myself, as an employee of myself, to do so. I guess the point is, we all have a limited number of resources, and you figuring out how to manage them will be a very personal thing for you. But remember, you and your manager are a team, and neither one of you can be fired, so learn to figure it out together. Anyway, this was a wild analogy, but I had fun with it. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.